Wrestling Podcast. On the road, I am your one of your hosts, Carter. Fortunately, I am not on the road. I'm where I usually am at, in the safety and comfort of my black leather chair and a drink in front of me. And in case you're wondering, I'm Dylan, the other host. Yeah, but I'm on the road, and so you're with me. In a way, yeah. yeah. But we're we're kind of always with each other in some way, aren't we? That's so deep and so true, <laughs> and kind of weird. So, I uh, I don't have all of my usual tools with me, and that, so that's, um, that's what I heard. Yeah, so I'm kind of like dual wielding a phone and a mic, and it it looks really awkward. I'm glad uh, it's times like these. I'm glad this is not a video podcast. Not yet, at least. Yeah, as it is, I like you'll talk and I'll pull the phone away, and then uh, I'm, that's the wrong thing to do. I'm, I'm supposed I, to pull the mic away. I wish I could see that right now. Just like I wish I had a camera set up, like right near wherever the hell you're at in Flare Country. I'll never and, tell. <laughs> and just watching you just keep pulling each piece of equipment away from your face, as like you interact with it. You know, what's really going to be complicated is when my drink runs out or when I just want to take a drink because I have no free hands. Mm-hmm. You, you've got a lot of choices that you're going to have to make here shortly. Yes. and A lot of big decisions. <laughs> I, I'm drinking the, the Carter Special, um, which is a very unique drink. Um, it requires it a lot of ingredients. Bubblegum, Kool-Aid, and Budweiser weird but no it's, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, it's uh you take it's one part um jack daniels are you still with me mm-hmm. one part diet coke so it's uh, you gotta watch your figure man <laughs> gotta watch it it's it's a tough one to make um but you know when it's done right it is so right so i'm gonna ask you what constitutes as being one part how do you uh, like do you have like a measuring cup that says like one part two no, parts just, no, three just, parts no you just put a part in there part. part of your drink is is whiskey the other part is not whiskey oh that could mean so much exactly it's basically so a part is up to my imagination of how much of a part i want it to be that's correct oh what a great world we live in. I <laughs> know. I know. Because, you know, my, well, I don't, I'm just going to say it. My part is much different than your part. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sure it's nothing like Dr. Weiser, though. Dr. Who? Dr. Weiser. Who's that? Do you remember Dr. Weiser? Not so far. Okay, so we're, I'm going to bring up a road story from oh. our days of wrestling. Um, when was that? We were up in Saginaw, wrestling at a show in Saginaw, and um, after the show, we were planning on driving back, but it was really late when the show ended. So we're like, so we're like, oh man, we're we're beat up, we're tired. We're like, I don't know if we can make this drive back. So I'm not going to mention any names, but a certain somebody that was on the show got us a hotel room in Saginaw. Okay, I think I know where this is going, but yeah. Okay, so um, I forgot to mention though that at the venue that we were at in Saginaw, the back room that we got dressed in happened to have a refrigerator, and in that refrigerator were many, many adult beverages, most notably Budweiser. So, being the uh, rambunctious seventeen-year-olds that we were, <laughs> he. Uh, we ransacked the refrigerator of Budweiser, and this, um, so then after the show, we had our backpacks that were full of Budweiser, and this, not like I said, not going to name any names, but this person got us a hotel room, and um, so we were staying in the hotel room, and we happened to have some, like, Dr. Pepper with us as well. What the hell? I don't so remember we this were, at all. You don't? Uh, well, no. <laughs> so we were mixing Dr. Pepper and Budweiser all night. What the hell? Yeah. Are, so you that's sure where, is, are you sure I was there? There was four of us, yeah. Weird. 
I mean, that kind of make it kind of sounds familiar, but I yeah, wow. What hence, a bunch uh, of little shits. Hence, hence the name Doctor Weiser. Got it. Okay. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh, adult beverages, I'd like to take this time to congratulate friend of the show. Uh, was once part of the show. There's that word again. Um, Bradley Prescott the Fourth on his recent sponsorship by Natural Light. Whoa. Yeah, the Natural <laughs> Light Heavyweight. Really? <laughs> can now really be called the Natural Light Heavyweight. And actually get paid for it. So. Well, I don't know if he gets paid, but he gets free alcohol, which is essentially the same thing. Just cutting out the middleman. At least for him, in, in you know, in this case. I mean, it, it, beer, beer, yeah. money, it's all the same. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, beer money congr- was a tag team. Very much so. I mean, very much so. Uh, yeah, congratulations to uh, Mr. Fourth. Mr. Fourth. Mr. Fourth. And, I mean, hopefully we can get him, on, get him on the show and, you know, he needs to send some of that stuff our way. Yeah, and, uh, you know, now that we're talking about it, let's take this second to uh, shout out uh, all of our sponsors. Okay, now that that's over with. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, wow. Gee whiz. Um, <laughs> that's, you know, got to pay the bills, Dylan. All right? They're not yeah. paying themselves. They obviously still aren't paying themselves. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I still have to pay for them. <laughs> me, yeah, me too. So, <laughs> so. Ah. So, so, yeah, on the road, um, we're recording early, so um, this will probably still get uploaded uh, on the Friday. usual time frame, yeah, <laughs> Thursday, Friday. So this is prior to NXT and AEW. So uh, if you're listening to this and you know what happened, don't tell us. All right, no spoilers because we don't know yet. But we do know that this week is uh, 30 years of Jericho. Drink it 30. in, man. <laughs> 30 years of Jericho. Wow, it... um. Does it make it you feel old? I bet it makes Jericho feel old. I don't know. I mean, he's he's rocking, literally. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other night I was on YouTube and I watched a video of the debut tag team of Chris Jericho and Lance Storm. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So, um. Frisky young cats they were in that video. Yeah. Full yeah. of piss and vinegar and all kinds of energy. So I still, I've, I think I've said this before. I think it, maybe it was this podcast or another one. I don't know. But I remember seeing uh, like a six man tag or something, which used to be a very rare occurrence, but now it happens every goddamn week. <laughs> but, uh, it was a six man tag in uh, WCW and I saw Jericho do a super Frankensteiner and I was like my mind was blown. Also, that was I'm sure that was probably a rare occurrence back in those days too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the Thrill Seekers. The that Thrill the Seekers, that's the right. The Thrill Seekers. That's I was trying right. to think of the I was trying to ignore everything you were saying so I could right. think of that name. You know, you know, and it course. worked. It worked. So, <laughs> what was he saying? I don't know. Something dumb. Yeah. Something about yeah. But yeah. So we are fresh off of Raw. Um, Raw happened, and then uh, NXT Takeover happened also. Um, Man, we, we didn't talk about the week before either. No, we didn't. A bunch of stuff happened then, too. <laughs> yeah, we had a clash, clash of the Champions. Holy smoke. Yeah. yeah, we had that that happened. Yeah, Roman Reigns with new gear. Oh, yeah, beating the crap out of his cousin. Yeah. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, don't take his seat at the table. Nope, that's the, uh, the chief tribal man. <laughs> on that show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah the tribal chief. The tribal chief. Not the name of this episode. No. <laughs> chief chief tribal man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a an, a 90s WWF gimmick. Yeah, we might get some angry emails if we name the episode that. Chief tribal man. Yeah. Uh, so where do you want to begin? 
Well, I, it's fresh in my mind, and I already started with it, but how about Prince Ali? Uh, not Prince Ali anymore. Mustafa Ali. Prince Ali. Yeah. Yeah, the um, leader of Retribution, your favorite faction. Uh, allegedly. Oh, you Alleg- think another leader? Allegedly. I mean, well, first of all, what do you think about it? I think it makes sense. Um, he was supposed to be the hacker. They had that hacker gimmick going. Um mm-hmm. And then I don't know what the hell happened there. So if they want to ignore it like WWE usually does, then whatever. But if they want to embrace it, then it would make perfect sense as to why they would have a Titantron and music prior to getting contracts, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the contract thing still kind of blows my mind. Um, but <laughs> other than that, it makes sense as to why he would be involved given his recent history in WWE. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mr. Sprint and T-Mobile? 4G fakery going on, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not convinced. Okay. I'm not convinced yet. What? Why? Because it just... Because... Well, first of all, I'm expecting more. I was expecting... And I'm sure, like a lot of people, were expecting like a lot bigger reveal. I mean, somebody who's has more prominence. That when they would re- reveal this person to be the leader of Retribution, it would just be like, a, "Oh my God, I can't! Oh, I did not expect that." You know, I mean, people are saying that about Ali. Like, I didn't expect that, but you know, I'm saying that because I wasn't expecting that. You know. <laughs> okay, so we talked about this in the last episode, and mm-hmm. a little bit, um, and I, I, I'm glad we're kind of broaching that subject again because WWE always finds itself in a situation where they don't have a star to lean on, and then they've got to bring back Batista or The Rock or you know whatever, and they've got to just, um, you know, hitch their trailer to them and just so they, and, and run with it. So I'm glad they're taking a chance. I don't care if he isn't prominent. Now, easy for me to say because I'm a Mustafa Ali guy, but Mm -hmm. if it was, I almost said Ricochet, but I'm a Ricochet guy too. So, but if it was, uh, I don't know, anybody else on that roster that maybe doesn't have prominence, I would be totally behind that too. If of course it made sense because yeah, at some point they just, they have to push these people and they have to get behind them and and take a chance. Otherwise, again, they're going to be left behind and we're going to keep doing this over and over and over again. Right. Well, so far to me, it doesn't make sense. Not saying that they might, you know, two hours before Raw come up with something next week that might have it make sense, but who knows? But, I mean, yeah. um, you got to have an explanation for it, though. Yeah, I mean he'll 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 get his chance to cut a promo and tell his side of the story and you know do what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see we'll see you know. But like personally for me, I was expecting somebody. I mean, this is no knock against Ali at all in any way, but I was expecting a like I said somebody with more prominence to be revealed as a leader because they've built up retribution. I mean, good or bad, they've built them up as like this, you know, big menacing group of people that want to take down the WWE. And, you know, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. And that's, you know, that's been a huge storyline for the past, you know, a couple months or so. And then just to have Ali be revealed as the leader, it... I mean, to me, it seems, like I said, it seems kind of like a letdown because for the past couple of months, he hasn't, he hasn't really been used that much. Yeah. And, um, what, and I'd like to see what his gripe would be about wanting to take down the WWE and, you know, basically destroy it. So, well, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can guess, right, just based on his his um, 
you know, being once upon a time in the title scene and now relegated to main event, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But until he addresses it, then it really doesn't matter because, again, as WWE has so famously done before, they move on and just act like these things have never happened. Mm-hmm. So until he addresses it, it really doesn't mean anything. Right. Right. But hopefully we'll get something soon. I don't know. Next week is the draft, though, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. All right. <laughs> oh. Why do they still do that? <laughs> I I have no idea. I mean, everybody just, it seems like right now everybody just kind of walks on the show, whatever show they want to anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads me to Braun Strowman. Okay. Yeah. So for the past couple weeks or so, Braun Strowman has been on Raw Underground. Right. Right. Which we have talked about at length, you know, yeah, especially in the last nauseam. episode. In nauseam. <laughs> uh, so this week there was no Raw Underground. There was they, not. No, no Raw Underground. But Braun was there, and he said he showed up for Raw Underground, but because Raw Underground isn't happening, he still wants a match. And if he doesn't get a match, then he's not going to... Then he's going to go in the back and just basically start tearing shit up. Yeah. is what it comes down to it. And he's he's talking to Adam Pearce the entire time doing this. And then Adam Pearce is like, whoa, 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 big guy. Whoa. Whoa. Pump the brakes. Put those hands down. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody (laughs) wants to get them. Yeah, let's, let's hold off on the hands for a second. Yeah. Um... So technically, since you're not signed to Raw, I can't put you in a match. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes, yes. I'm so glad this is exactly, this is where you're going. Please continue. Okay. So, so he can't put him in an official match because he's not a part of Raw. So he puts him, he gives him the option to have an exhibition match or like an unsanctioned match. Yes. An unsanctioned match. Yes, and Keith Lee ends up accepting that challenge or right. being the one who wants to go against Braun Strowman. So my question is, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are so you, what the hell? So, you, so despite Braun Strowman not being signed to Raw, you still have him on Raw underground for the past couple weeks right like a a week two weeks ago you even had him come out during the kevin owens show right and was a part of that so like what do you mean you can't you can't put him in a in a match right on Raw. I mean, basically, Raw Underground happens in the backstage area in, like, the basement or something. Right. So you're telling me you can't put him in the ring to have a match? I mean, I, yeah. if I'm wrong, tell me. If if you, like, no, if you disagree. No, didn't, agree. Retri- didn't Retribution have a match before they got contracts? I don't think they did, no. Because the because that night when they announced that they signed their co- contracts, that was their first match, I believe. Okay. Because right. everything else, everything else before that was just them showing up and like attacking people. Okay. All right. So then that that point is off the table. But okay. To address your point, no. Yes, you are right. That is, I mean, I guess the idea of Raw Underground is. Anybody who wants to fight can fight, so therefore you don't have to have a raw contract. Mm-hmm. So, sure, that works, I guess. Um, the part that I'm confused about is Adam Pierce says it can only be in an unsanctioned match. Keith Lee's mm-hmm. like, I'll do it. And then they go, and then it ends in a count out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last time I checked, you know. <laughs> who counted Unsan- them out? Uh- yeah, an unsanctioned match. We've seen them before. An right. unsanctioned match means that it's not. It doesn't follow traditional rules. It doesn't follow, and it's not officially recognized by that company. Correct. As an official match. So why would it follow rules? Exactly. Dumb. I mean, they 
they play the rules card when they want to, when it fits their storyline. It's so dumb. <laughs> Almost as dumb as seeing Drew Gulak go from being Daniel Bryan's protege to a man dressed as a janitor to pull one over on R-Truth to win the 24-7 championship. Well, Halloween is coming up. Okay. So, I mean, got to get in the spirit. Dress up. I'm a Drew Gulak guy. I know you are. You have a, <laughs> you have a, you have a win over him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, so I owe him. Well, you can pay him back by uh, giving him some, some advice right now. Get out of that twenty four seven scene. Get get out of there, man. Get out. <laughs> get out. Well, then he. I just don't. Uh, he was, like I said, Daniel Bryan's protege. Daniel Bryan was putting him over like crazy, and then mm-hmm. he didn't have a contract, and he resigns, and now this is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Ah, I just don't get it, man. I I hate it for him. I mean. Again, maybe he's happy, and that's really all that matters. But he deserves so much more. So much more. Yeah. So much. All right. That's the twenty four seven title, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's got he's got a title now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't. He lost it, but I mean, at least he's got a, a you know a, a title under his belt. Wait. He's on TV. You know? This is working. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Okay um, Anything else you want to talk about on Raw What Murphy, else happened on Raw Murphy and Rollins are no longer An, an, an item Nope An item Nope, nope. <laughs> They broke up They did Broke up so By the way how old is Aaliyah Mysterio I think she's like 19 or something Okay I really don't know And I thought it was interesting that someone was like pointing that out. Uh, so some person online was like, "This age difference is so weird between Aaliyah and Murphy." Yeah, it's a little weird, but you know, just like, just brush that off to the side. They, I don't even know how old <laughs> Murphy is. I think he's probably in his early thirties, early to mid thirties, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. they haven't like made <laughs> out or anything, have they? No, I don't. No, they haven't made out. Well, then how do we you know, know that just, it's a romantic interest? Like we don't know for sure, but All right, we just then. know we just know that she cares for him, or she right. feels something for him. You ever seen that movie, The Professional, with uh, Natalie Portman and that guy? <laughs> that guy with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. There was no romantic interest there. Well, maybe that's maybe it's more of like a you know a professional kind of relationship that's, that they have. Yes. See, you yeah. freaking pervs, get your minds out of the gutter and just accept it. And go watch the professional if you haven't. Yeah, seen watch it the professional. <laughs> yeah. You'll I wish understand I knew how that guy. It's like yeah, I can't think of his name either. <laughs> I just Some I just see name. I just see like the cover of the movie, and he's like looking out with those glasses on, and I exactly. think there's like flames in the background or something I think you're right yeah so For whatever reason as soon as I thought of that uh, movie cover I thought of the last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans was it Damon Wayans yeah wasn't it I can't remember yeah Bruce Bruce Willis Damon well, Wayans, I know it's I know and, it's Bruce Willis and hang on and uh, Jada Pinkett was also in it really Yep, she was Damon Wayans' girlfriend. Mm. Slight ripoff of Die Hard? No. No? No, it wasn't no ripoff of Die Hard. Well, I'm not saying any, uh, you know, cut-for-cut ripoff of Die Hard, but it's like, you know, he's a rough-and-tumble guy who has to save people. It's like one of the corniest action movies I've ever seen. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it was so fitting of the time. And it was like, I don't know, early 90s, I think is what it was. But it was, you know, he, he 
Bruce Willis before anything happens responds with like a little quick-witted like quip, you know, like uh, uh, spilled my warm cup of piss, uh, you know, because someone's making fun of the drink that he's drinking. Like just mm-hmm. everything, everything he says everything sarcastically, and it's got like a joke to it. It's like very like comic book esque. Um, but so kind of like kind of like Die Hard as far as like maybe the humor goes. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely typecast for that, for sure. But, I mean, it rubs off on everybody. Like, Damon Wayans apparently assumes the same role later on in the movie. <laughs> and it's just weird. It's an yeah. enjoyable movie, but it's, it's yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, best movie ever made. <laughs> I hope you wouldn't say it like that, either. That's how I talk. You didn't know yeah. that? <laughs> and all, like, your favorite movies? Like, oh, Beetlejuice. Oh, hell, fuck yeah. <laughs> Oh no, I guess what movie I saw this weekend. Live action Lion King. <laughs> yep, that's me. You, you nailed it. Just get that gruff and tumble voice on every movie that you thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. What else happened with Raw? That's it for Raw. <laughs> that's it for Raw. Um, yep. We had, oh, we had NXT TakeOver 31 also. Let's see. See you, Senorita. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we had another, another long—I want to say embrace—but another long showing of respect between Finn Balor and a member of Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Well, first what? of all, um, well, before we get into that, uh, let's talk about the match. Okay. I don't. I don't know if you saw that or not. <laughs> saw it or not? Talk about the match. Come on. Oh, yeah, I'll talk about a match. <laughs> Best match ever! <laughs> <laughs> it was No, honestly, it really was a great match. It was a very... Throughout the entire match, it was very intense. And um, they were really laying into each other pretty good, too. Well, Kyle O'Reilly, man, he is no slouch. No, he's... Um, he's trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I think also, or as uh, Wade Barrett kept calling it, BJJ yeah. during the during the match. Well, that's what it's called, man. Uh, BJJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just funny that he kept saying that when he referred to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, jiu-jitsu. But he's one um, of my one of my favorite people to watch. Like his matches are yeah entertaining. Yeah. Well, uh, he has a very. I think he has a very underlying charisma Keep going. I'm just him. getting another drink. <laughs> yeah. He has a very underlying charisma to him too. Like it's not it's not out in full force. Yeah. But I mean, when he when he does show it, it's it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Keep going. I'm still still I'm, I'm going to I'm going to wait until you're done fidgeting around with the ice machine real quick. I had to go get ice, all right? Yeah. I'm using a little bucket, all right? It's, this is, um, this is like, the setup is definitely for for the birds. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but no, it was a, it was a really great match. Like I said, they were very hard hitting with each other. Um, lots of stiff shots, but I mean, lots of technicality in it and it didn't look like such a spot fest either yeah well that's what i enjoy about oh fuck hang on that's what i enjoy about (laughs) that's what i enjoy (laughs) kyle o'reilly's matches is it, it can be very um uh unconventional with his offense especially when he's in control you know, mm-hmm. it is, it's more methodical, um, which I hate that word because everyone uses it and I think it's overused, but you could you yeah. truly use it for his offense because he is <clears throat> psychologically targeting a body part and using, you know, whatever means necessary, even if it is, um, you know, a, a pretty cool looking submission hold, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's lots of them during that match too. Yeah. It, it looked great. Um, uh, Busted each other open. Well, not busted each other open, but, you know, with some of the stiff shots that they were giving each other, um, I think, what was it? 
O'Reilly was bleeding from the mouth, and towards the end of the match, Balor was beating, beating, bleeding, beating. Hey, <laughs> man, beating, he's beating. He, he was beating that mouth. <laughs> um, he was bleeding from the mouth too. So, um, and uh, you know, from certain reports, uh, it was reported that Finn might have had a broken jaw. Possibly, I freaking hope not. Right. I mean, I don't know. It happened towards the end of the match. I think O'Reilly gave him, like, a pretty stiff knee to the jaw, like, as they're wrapping up the match. Okay. And it looks like that's where it happened at. So. Well, it better not result in relinquishing the title. That shit happens way too much on NXT. If that's the case, that thing has bad luck, man. Totally. That title is bad luck. It's like I think Madden this was, cover. Right. I think this is like a Finn's first title defense, too. Well, dude, he was the first Universal Champion, wasn't he? Yes. And he had to relinquish that because of Seth Rollins' buckle bomb. Oh, my God, you're right. But it was on the on the outside, though. Right, yeah, that into that barrier. Freak, that was just a freak thing. I, I, you know, that was, And we've talked about it long lengths before, but I can't stand it when people just, like, attacked Seth Rollins for it. Like, you ended Sting's career, and now you put Finn Balor out, and it's like, it... That would have... First of all, with Sting, it could have been anything. Mm-hmm. His body especially, was so battered. Yeah, it especially at the age that he's at, that he was at at that time. Yeah. You know? I mean, that would also lead into question, you know, why would you agree to perform a maneuver like that, you know, at that, knowing that you're at that age and at the shape that your body is in. But I because, mean, dude, th- th- why would he think that? I mean, why? W- I mean, I think especially someone who is a pro wrestler for as long as they are, mm-hmm. you don't, sure, you probably know some of your limitations, but in most, in, in some cases, you don't, you're not going to acknowledge those limitations. I mean, look at Terry Funk. Ah, shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Had the mic away the whole time. <laughs> oh no! Say, no, I'm not saying it again. Say it again. <laughs> look at look at Terry Funk. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> like, would you look at him? Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, I mean, that's true. That's true. I mean, I mean, you, dude, I I go through it. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna make this all about me now. <laughs> Again, <laughs> no, dude. When I started uh, training well, this let past me, year, let me get Bradley Prescott on here real quick so yeah, he can ask you the right questions about the, yourself. Right. Yeah, you know what the problem with this podcast is, Dylan. <laughs> we don't have. We need more Bradley Prescott. You don't ask me nearly enough questions about myself. <laughs> uh, but seriously, this is important. Okay, that people need to know this. About myself. About me. I was training, yeah. <laughs> and I got the crash pad in there, and I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing my flippity doo mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, I like it took a week for me to remember how to do a, a shooting star. Like, my brain knew what to do, but my body was like, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I haven't done this in freaking eight years, man. What are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, but you didn't suffer a career-ending injury because of it, though. <laughs> Not that day. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, what, so, yeah, what were we match. talking about? NXT Sting takeover. Yeah. Oh yeah, then we transitioned into Sting, but yeah, Riley. You know, we were talking about me. <laughs> we went from NXT takeover to Sting and Rollins to Terry Funk, and then to you. Yeah, that's what I like to call six degrees of separation. Yeah, that sounds about right. So. Yeah. Who was in a movie with Kevin Bergen? No. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, yeah, uh, O'Reilly and Finn, great match. Highly enjoyed it. And um, I expected Finn to win. I mean, I know that a yeah. lot of people were probably like, oh, you know, give Kyle O'Reilly a chance. And, and But that's not what they're doing, I don't think. No. I mean, not saying that. Someday, you know, maybe O'Reilly will have a shot with that title, possibly. But I mean, I think at this point, it was a smart idea to stay the course with um, Finn right now because obviously, big superstar 
has big name value yep and um person who's potentially going to get more eyes on nxt right especially on wednesday nights when they're going up against you know AEW. so yep definitely so but not a knock against o'reilly at no. all no O'Reilly's um, the man yes yes uh what else did we have we had velveteen oh yeah yeah ember moon return which i'm a huge fan of ember moon i i think she's great and i think that's awesome that that ended up being her behind all those uh vignettes and everything like that so yeah that and that will just add you know another dimension to the women's division in nxt too i'm glad she's back in nxt yeah, because she, uh, she was, I mean, I don't want to say she was wasted on Raw. But, she was. She I mean, was completely squandered. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said it for me. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, it'll, it'll be great to see her back in NXT and yeah. get back in with the uh, women's division there, too. 100%. Uh, what else? We had Kushida versus Velveteen Dream. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they portrayed Kushida as having a more intense and violent side to him in this match. Okay. And they play that up big time. And, oh, God, did he take it out on Velveteen Dream, too? <laughs> so I didn't see this, um, but now that you're saying this, I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah. He, I mean, God, it was basically all Kushida it seemed like nice just like yeah just like beating the crap out of him and just twisting him in a hundred different ways during this match it was funny too because uh you know how Kushida has the Marty McFly thing Mm -hmm. gimmick going on well uh Velveteen Dream came out dressed as Doc Brown okay he had like the uh, white hair and everything like that, and then the uh, yellow gloves with the radioactive symbol on them that that's, he was wrestling with. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but um, man, I still something just kind of when I see Velveteen Dream wrestle, something just throws me off about it. Okay, about him like wrestling, what? like his style, his style of wrestling. It's like. It's not smooth, no. per se. I mean, in some parts, he seems like he's very inexperienced still. But, yeah. like, other parts, he looks really good. But his style isn't smooth and, you know, it's a little it's a little wonky in some areas, which, you know, yeah. I kind of I like, though. Because it, cause when wrestlers make their maneuvers seem, like, too smooth, it makes it feel like it's too planned out in a way so if in that my makes sense in my opinion on velveteen dream he sells <clears throat> too much oh he was doing a lot of selling too he like he, during that match it, he, he was could have it could be three minutes in and he is like like moving moving all over the place you know like uh, almost like drunk movements you know because it's that much of a sell like oh i'm out on my feet type thing he does mm-hmm. that he does that in every every match he's in and it doesn't matter what kind of offense is is done on him that's his selling and i'm like mm-hmm. it's it's too much and that is an experience for sure i mean and quite frankly it's it's someone not coming to him and saying look bro chill <laughs> you know yeah like, you're you're making you're you're first of all you're making your opponent or your partner in the match you're throwing them off. You're throwing off the timing. You know, this, this happened to me. Um, <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> Transition back to you, of course. <laughs> but no, it, without doing that, it takes someone to take them aside, whether it's an agent or just another fellow wrestler, and say, hey, you know, you're making it harder on your opponent by doing this because they have to, they have to adjust to all of this movement. If you just bump and feed then you're good. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do mm-hmm. all this extra shit. Right. And he definitely was during that match. There were certain points where Kushida had him in like a hold and you could just 
and he was just sitting there just like ah, yeah. ah, ah you know just too like much. not yeah too much i mean not like in a cartoony way i guess but you know just just too much yeah but i mean he, the guy definitely has a lot of potential though he needs to just watch nothing but heartbreak kid Shawn michaels matches and just or be, ricky or ricky morton when, I mean, I'm just, he is, he, his character to me is the 2020 version of Shawn Michaels. I see a little bit of gold dust mixed into it too. True. So marry those two and that's who you are. Neither of them yeah. sold like that. No. <laughs> Ever. Well, Shawn Michaels could, if, if he was in that, if, if he was in a mood, he could do overselling. In those days. Not like that, though. Not like that, though. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Anywho. Yeah. Uh, What else? Damian Priest and Gargano. Uh, Yes. Yes, For the North American title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very good match. Uh, Yeah. I think each time I see Priest, yeah, each time I see Priest, I, I like him more and more. He's just... Yeah, he's good. He's a great big guy. And um, I know I said this last week that he kind of has like that big man WWE style. Yes, you did. I was just going wrestling. to call you out on of, that. Yeah, of wrestling. But, um, God, I don't know what it is. But, I mean, I still see that. But I think he adds different different elements to that style to make it more interesting. At least for me. Okay. I could get down so, with that. Yeah. So, but, um, like I said, every time I see him wrestle, I I like him more and more, and I get into him more and more. So, yeah. I'm I'm down with Damian Priest. Cool. I like it. Yeah. All right. And that was NXT TakeOver 31. Well, we didn't get a chance. You know, we didn't record last week. Um, there was a lot going on for everybody. So, you know, our apologies. But... Um, AEW Dynamite last week, um, you know, in my opinion, wasn't one of their best shows. Do tell. I I thought it it opened with a barn burner, man. It was, uh, you know, your boy Ricky Starks. Absolute Ricky Starks. And Darby Allen in the opener. And man, that was a, that was a match. You want to talk about two people with energy and stamina. That was... That was entertaining from bell to bell. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> no. All right. No, I, I, no, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. And like I said, Ricky, we've sang the praises of Ricky Stark so much on this show, but he, he's got it. And, like, there's nothing but – a positive future for that guy in totally. wrestling. So. I, I, I kind of fear that he will leave uh, AEW. I, I honestly, I, I've been trying to see the future for a while now. Like, who's going to leave? Who's going to who's going to cash in? You know, um, who's going to be this this generation's Chris Jericho? You know, like. Mm-hmm. Jericho mm-hmm. left WCW because he was underutilized and was just uh, over it. And then he went to WWF and became a massive star. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- who's going to do that in AEW? Because it's going to happen. You know it is. Oh, yeah. At some point. <clears throat> and probably this, the, vice versa. You know, it could happen in NXT, too. You could see someone like Austin Theory leave and go to AEW or leave and go to New Japan, you know? Um, or Gargano. Yeah. Imagine if that happened. I still, my big my big uh, guess is that Brian Danielson leaves leaves WWE and goes to AEW. Yeah. That's my, my, my big thought like it I just, it just to me it just has to happen well let's let's wait until christmas so you can do your christmas list well dude you put it on there 
Something else. I feel like something else just recently happened, and I was going to rub it in your face, but I can't remember who, what it was. <laughs> oh, darn. That's a shame. <laughs> Hang on. I need, I need more parts. I need more <laughs> whiskey parts. <laughs> oh, hold on. Got to go to the parts store. All right. This just in. I still, okay. I still don't remember. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, um, so that they started off with a bang with that. And then, um, man, that Moxley and, um, butcher match was horrible. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, I really like the butcher's look. I mean, he is a massive dude and I, I like the butcher and blade gimmick. I think it's awesome. And yeah. it's funny because at one point I was questioning. I was like, why aren't these guys pushed more? Like, they should have held the titles at one point. You know, that's at one point I was saying that to myself. And then watching that match, it totally exposed Butcher for his inexperience. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not good. And maybe <laughs> well, when you're a tag so team, much- you when you're a tag team, you can kind of cover up. individual weaknesses like that totally yeah and he got blown up quick yeah i mean it was so noticeable why they didn't just end it then i don't know (laughs) right uh um god what else happened oh we we had another uh young buck segment dude on on aew Dude, I was when that happened. I was like, Dylan was right all along. This <laughs> at this point, I almost don't care what the payoff is. Just stop yeah. doing it. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, there's only why didn't we see the other young buck? Because <laughs> obviously, there's two feet that kicked Tony Schiavone in the face, right? No, I think it was only one. I think it was just, no. It, it was, was just no. Me. It it was two matter. feet. I don't know. It was two feet. I don't think so. I I think you're wrong. I'll go look at the video right now. In fact, good luck if you can find it because I tried looking it up before we started recording and I could only find a nine second clip of it on YouTube. Only one clip of it on YouTube. Are you spelling Shivani wrong? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not. No. Ski of own. Um okay. Well let's say there was two feet. Okay. It doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> it's just stop doing it. There is no. It's become a joke. It's this is my my issue, and I'm, I'm starting to side with you more and more because of everything that you said about the ROH uh, Pure Title Tournament. Uh huh. You know, and how ROH is more, or at least the Pure Title Tournament is more sports based. It is more serious. You know, and mm-hmm. AEW is in a constant tug of war between that type of grittiness and and realism and athletic, you know, uh, prowess and BTE. Uh, yeah. Like the, the YouTube. The, com- the comedy yeah. kind of, yeah. And, and I get it. You know, pro wrestling, it's a variety show. That's what pro wrestling is. So that mm-hmm. way there's a little bit of something for everyone. But in a situation that, in my opinion, should be this important, it's it not. shouldn't be a freaking comedy show. At least this aspect. Yeah. Oh, it's been a comedy show for a while. Yeah. So, again, I I still feel like the only resolution is they have to be removed. They have to they have to lose their EVP titles. Have to. Why would they you keep think, them? You would think that would happen at. You know, a lot sooner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, Tony Khan is just sitting back and watching all this happen. Like, eh, well, let's let's see what they do next week. Maybe, right. you know. Maybe they've learned their lesson. Yeah. Oh, and then, like, FTR were just standing there, like, just watching the whole thing happen. Yeah, I don't like it. I still think that they need to break them apart. Like... Stop teasing FTR versus Young Bucks. The tease is there without mentioning it. The Young Bucks should be nowhere near the tag title discussion right now. 
Right. So Dumore SCU FTR, which by the way was a was a great match. FTR yeah. SCU was a great tag match. Really enjoyed that. You know, do more as much as I hate to say it, Jurassic Express versus <laughs> FTR. I mean, you know, all that stuff. They should not Young Buck should be nowhere near it. Well, you can only do those matches with those group of tag teams for so long. Dude, there's so but many tag just teams gonna... in AEW. It's ridiculous. Okay, I mean, well, let's watch, talk about like one episode let's... of Dark. There's like 40 more tag teams that we've never seen. Yeah, they're all on Dark. They're not okay. on the main show. Oh, God. My point is you could, you, you could do enhancement talent matches, you know, like... <laughs> Already in the ring. Okay, so then FTR <laughs> FTR is just gonna squash his tag team then. Yeah, for like in like five minutes. Yeah, it doesn't have to be every week. I mean, think about it. You, let's say they they okay you could, the titles you could, twice. Okay, a month. you could okay you could sprinkle that in, dude. You know? Twice a month. But they don't do squash matches. Squash matches though. <laughs> squash matches. Ses- they don't do squash matches. <laughs> <laughs> No, but every every match has got to be like twenty minutes long, right? <laughs> like seriously, it no, does. you're right. You're Unless right. you're Lance Archer, well, God, even Lance Arch- Archer and Marco, Marco Stunt, Stunt yeah, went like went. ten minutes. I know that was an Ironman match, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, yeah. It's okay to have some squash matches. I can't even say that. <laughs> squash. squash. I do the monster squash. So. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, squash throw in some matches. squash. Throw in some squash matches in there every once in a while. Oh, uh, I just broke my microphone. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> how, did, oh, how did this happen? Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Right, fixed. I think. Okay. What's next? Um, still dynamite. <laughs> I'm still. Oh, pissed. still dynamite. Uh, <laughs> um, Cody and Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, blah, indeed. Blah, blah. I will say though that Judas effect at the end was pretty badass. Yeah, that looked really good. That Isaiah really Cassidy took that like a champ. He did. He did. But I don't know. He. They're both green. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely tell they're both green, and yeah, I mean, AEW signed them. (laughs) AE Dynamite signed them (laughs) on the prospect of their like of their growth. Like these guys, when they put it all together, are going to be great. So let's get them now while we can. Yeah, but what what are they doing to help them grow and become better and become? Completely agree with you. It's not like they have like. a, develop, a developmental place well, they, where they, they have can agents. go. You know, they've got Billy Gunn. They got Dean Malenko. They've got um, Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Hardy obviously is involved. So I mean, they've got plenty of guys there to coach and mentor. But man, you, you would like to see more progress. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Maybe it's tough because there's no live audience. I don't know. That could be a factor. You never know. Yeah. So, um, lots of potential though. Both guys are really yeah. athletic. Oh yeah. You know, of course. But, um, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Was well, that it? Well, Cody wanna... and Cody oh, and, Cody. Uh, yeah, there Cody you go. and Brody. Cody and Brody. The codes and the broads. Yep. So, uh, why? Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Someone's not happy. You're I'm over confuddled. there huffing, huffing and puffing. <laughs> I'm befuddled a little bit, so. I guess. Um, so why do you think they went with, like, a dog collar match? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part of me thinks that they want to do, they want to do all of these different types of matches to show that they can be good stipulations. For example, the parking lot brawl, I will go back to that. The parking lot mm-hmm. brawl between best friends and Santana and Ortiz. We said it before. 
one of the best parking lot brawls I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So it could, I mean, you know. Until Orange Cassidy popped out of the. <laughs> <laughs> typically, it's a parking lot brawl. It's just a bunch of dumb shit, you know. People just yeah. constantly, you know, punch, 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 headlock, take you over to the new spot. Okay, do this. Move. You know, big move. Okay, punch, 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 headlock, take you over to the new spot, you know. Right. But that this one was nonstop action. Total mm. nonstop mm-hmm. action. But... May, so maybe that maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's uh, one of those showing up WWE type moves again. Yeah, but from a storyline perspective, why did they go with a dog collar match? I don't know. I'm with you. I Ex- really don't know. Exactly. Yeah. No, what happened? Well, the only we- reason I could tell they went with a dog collar match was because Brody Lee was cutting that promo backstage. And then he looked off camera to somebody who's like, give me that dog collar. You know? And that yeah. was, that's basically why they're having a dog collar match. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's it. It's basically, I mean, it's not like, oh, you keep getting away from me and I can't get to you. So, right. you know, we need to be tied together in a dog collar match so I can make sure that you don't get away from me and that I kick your ass like you deserve, you know, something 100%. along those lines. That's the point of a dog collar match. That is the original intention. So, yeah, I'm with you as far as that goes. Yeah. So I think sometimes it feels like AEW gets a little bit too ahead of themselves and then they don't put too much thought. I mean, they have an idea for where they want to go or the ending that they want, but they're kind of a little... Yep. Magoo on like the build up to it or yep, how to get how to get to that. That's a, yep. They don't take enough time to pay attention to how to get there. Yeah. Yep. Completely agree. Now, what did you think of the segment? Um, I like the ending of it with everybody pulling them apart and the big fights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and okay. you know, towards the end of Cody's promo and everything. I thought he really like kicked up the intensity. Yeah, anytime Cody's in the ring with a mic in his hand, I'm I'm interested, you know, yeah. or, or being interviewed like he was. Um, yeah. Always great. I don't know how I feel about them being pulled apart and all that. On one hand, I like it because I liked that you got these two guys that are fighting and everyone's trying to pull them apart and then all of a sudden these mini fights are happening off off the, to the side i feel mm-hmm. like that's more realistic like in a real brawl that's going to happen mm-hmm. people are going to fight with each other fight amongst each other trying to separate and so i liked that part of it but i've always been against the oh my god these guys are fighting everybody just come out and separate them <laughs> because WWE does it. And I'm it's eat. overdone. Oh, it's my overdone. God. Literally anyone that Brock Lesnar feuds with. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they got to have, have a pull apart. I yeah, think Brock has Shane that put McMahon into his contract. Will, yeah. Shane McMahon comes out and, and you know, w- waves his arm like, come on, everybody, come help. And it just, <laughs> it, oh, man, it, it irritates me so bad because I'm like, we do this every Brock is the getting time. mad, everybody. Come help. <laughs> Every, every time, like, at some point, <laughs> it's on you. Like, you can't control these people, you know? This happens all the time. Like, you, you've lost control. If I, was like one, right. if I was, like, one of those people that, you know, continuously comes out there and, like, <laughs> tries to break apart people from fighting, like, at a certain point, I'd be like, no. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it anymore. Right. Again? No. You guys need to get this shit together, okay? So, in my opinion, maybe it would have made more sense then, if you've got people coming out and pulling them apart and all this other stuff, maybe it would have made mm-hmm. more sense to have a lumberjack match. Hmm. But even then, that the point of that is to make sure someone doesn't run away. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it'll Would be a good I, match either way. I mean, no, I, I don't doubt it'll be a good match. It's just like the buildup has me really confused. Yeah. You know, just from what we talked about. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Brandy coming out? 
what and doing a <laughs> getting <watch> involved <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> i really don't i don't know what the hell they're doing it brandy brandy had to get her piece too i don't know if there's gonna be a big intergender you know tag team match which could be cool you know yeah. where it's the dark order versus the nightmare family and it's straight up like you know brandy dustin cody qt marshall versus anna j Brody lee i don't know 9 10 11 pick 12 ups, 13 pick 14 sticks, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> 7 8 9 i don't know and um, colt cabana <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> book it. Yeah, book it, Daddy. I don't know. It feels like the whole Brandy portion of it took away from Cody. The whole Cody and Brody part of it. Yeah. You gotta admit though, that would be cool. You do a big intergender. As much as I just talk shit about six man tags, it yeah. would be cool to see something <laughs> like that and then there be a situation where the tag is made and Brandy's in there and Brody's in there. Yeah. And then it's like, oh shit. You know, that would be cool. <laughs> dog collar match. Story to tell there. <laughs> An intergender dog collar match. <laughs> like First it. of its kind. <laughs> we can do it. Yep. Book it. Well, I don't want to take too much time. Like I said, this is recording on the road. I don't have all of my... All of my get my, my gets and my gadgets. Your gets and your gats. And yeah. Your, your widgets and your gidgets and your. <laughs> yep. No. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but you know, like I said, thirty years of Jericho is this week. If you're listening to this uh, on a Friday, it's already happened. Um, yep. So, what are you doing listening to us? Yeah. <laughs> Go watch it. Yeah. Or I don't know. Or, but, or listen to listen to us while you're watching it. Yeah. Yeah, um, man. But yeah, 30 Years of Jericho should be cool. I'd like to see them try to... Because I know Jericho was such a fan of the... Um, what was it? The Kevin Owens best friend celebration or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know that, that was like a career highlight for Jericho. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does something similar to that. Kevin Owens shows up. That would be... Which we know it would never happen, but... No, I mean, yeah, Owens is under contract until, I think, 2022. Yeah, so... Which is too bad. Yeah. But anyway. All right, Anywho. closing closing thoughts there, Delonia? Uh, well, I mean... I just want to say that in the past week and a half, two weeks, we really had a, you know, at least for us, like a big uptick in people listening to the show. And I just want to say, like, wow, thank you. For sure. Thank you to, thank you to everybody who takes time out to listen to the show. And, you know, it it's really cool. Honestly, I don't have, like, you know, the right words to say because, you know, even though it might not seem like a significant number in, you know, up against like you know more popular podcasts i mean but for us it's it's a pretty big deal so like yeah thank you guys for listening and like supporting it we really really appreciate it yeah no doubt i mean in all seriousness i I remember when you and i first started this and i said hey let's just have a podcast and i really don't care if anyone listens like it's just really for our benefit and now you care all the time (laughs) and now i'm like oh my god dylan guess what 35 lessons. <laughs> More people are listening. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, no. Cool stuff. And uh, if you want to continue to support the podcast, well, we've got, we got ways you can do that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Go on the old Twitter thing. No, man. Don't do that. Twitter sucks. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're on there. So, we're on there. I mean, yeah. Send we're it, on send there. Us. So you can check us out there. Yeah. Or Instagram. Tweet us a tweet, you twat. Whoa. <laughs> there goes all the hard work that we put into this. <laughs> Shit. It's gone. Well, yeah. 
but no, Instagram, Facebook. Grandma, grandma's a gram, grandma. Yeah, grandma. That one was better, I thought. Yeah, it was. I'm sorry. I I dropped the ball, yo. Yeah. All right, Graham. Yeah. Yep. Instagram, Facebook, Quick Pain Pod. Uh, we also have a website, quickpainpod.com. You can check that out, send us a message on there. And also on the website, we have a link to where you can buy some cool merchandise from us. It's true. I got my shirt. I didn't get my magnet yet. I'm not sure where the hell. Oh, that's a lie. I got my magnet the other day. It's on, it's on my fridge in my garage. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in the trash right now. <laughs> the magnet's super cool. I mean, I like the shirt too. Don't get me wrong. But dude, I was yeah. pretty pumped about the magnet. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> because oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Just, just don't. So. Just don't. Yeah. But yeah, check all those things out. Yeah. And I don't know. Next well, yeah, week. Next week. Um, swim fan or sport? <laughs> swim fan. Swim fan. Uh, swim fan is the greatest movie. <laughs> the greatest. It's even better than Last Boy Scout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have said, "Hey, sports fan." Yeah. Do See you, you like week, there, sports fan? Yeah, yeah. Do you like movies about swimming? <laughs> How about? Are you a fan? Check out Swim Fan. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah okay well yeah thanks everyone um and uh we will be back at our usual time no travel or anything like that next week knuckleheads knuckleheads <laughs> and there goes the rest of our listeners yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all right see you guys <laughs> <laughs>